Hello, mixtresses and mixters, vampires and slayers. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to either Mixtress Radio or What's This Bitch Talking About, the podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, this is going to be a bonus episode. It's going to go up on um, late in the day on the 1st of January 2018. So Happy New Year if you're hearing this on the day. Um, And for my radio show, of course, you will hear this on Friday the 5th. So, um, I wanted to do, I realized I hadn't done, thanks to my Michael who suggested last night, every year we watch 200 cigarettes on New Year's Eve, because it's kind of a New Year's Eve movie. Um, very underrated. Like, literally. Rotten Tomatoes gave it, like, 28%. So, um, I'm gonna do my traditional, um, predictions and resolutions, um, portion of the podcast slash radio show right now. And then if you're listening to the podcast, um, after I'm done doing that, you will hear from a flashback to last night where Michael and I were, um, giving our ratings of 200 cigarettes. So it's kind of like a little, um, instead of rating a Buffy episode, like I would normally be doing, um, which we finally get to have another Buffy episode to review next Friday, January 12th. So um, I will be back with a podcast at the end of the week on the 5th of January to um, just kind of give a little recap of the season of Buffy so far. And then next week we'll get to get back into the episodes proper. But for... um, For my radio show listeners, all you're going to hear right now, just in case you've been listening for the last few years, I've done this for the last um, two or three years, making predictions at the very beginning of the year for what's going to happen during that year and making resolutions for the year. Um, And I also like to look back and see how I did from the year previous, um, the predictions and resolutions. So this is my third year doing this. So today I was able to go back and listen listen to both my resolutions and predictions for 2015 and 20, no wait, 2016 and 2017. So um, that was kind of fun. I have like some stats now that I've been doing this a few years and it's really kind of helped me like the basic overall take, this is, some of this is going to be kind of personal, like duh, but um, the basic overall trajectory is that I do better with my resolutions. Um, I did better in 2017 than I did in 2016. And largely, I think the reason why I did better is not only because I've been doing this, where I force myself to look back on all of it, and I am like holding myself accountable by telling you guys about it. Um, But also because I've become a planner person, (laughs) like I didn't used to do the whole planner thing. Um, I used to just put my schedule in my phone and like, I I usually have a calendar, so I'll like write my schedule down on a calendar or whatever, but I never just was a person that carried a planner around with me. But I started that in 2017 and there's like a little tab section in the back of my planner where I could write down, um, different, I basically just wrote down all of my goals for the year, all of my resolutions, which I always have a ton of. So it's always hard for me to keep track of them all. And I think a large part of the reason why I did better with my resolutions this year is because I had them on me a lot of the time. So I could go back and be like, oh yeah, I told myself I was going to do this. Um, So I 
I'm hopeful that this next year I will, I think I'm getting better. Like I do, I am one of those people that I do like to make resolutions. I do like to think of the beginning of the year of the year as kind of a fresh start and a reflecting, reflectory period. (laughs) I don't think that's a word, but you know what I'm saying. And um, I think I'm getting better at it. So I feel hopeful at the moment, which is nice. Um, Let's see. So I'm just going to go through some of my notes when I listen back to, and you can go back to, it's episode 15 of my podcast, um, where I did my predictions and resolutions for 2017. So not that, I don't know why you would want to go back and listen to that. I'm basically going to tell you what happened right now, but in case you do want to go back and I think I've gotten better at doing the podcast at that point, I had only been doing the podcast for a few months and I was still doing it to where I was like just smashing together all of my interests for the radio show in order to do the podcast. And I think that was clunky and I like that I'm not doing it that way anymore. So it's kind of a little bit life affirming looking back this particular year, even though it it feels like on the surface, I, I mean, there was a lot of resolutions that I made that I did not achieve. I think that's going to be a thing every year, but, um, I think I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting better at like being realistic about the goals that I have in life and I'm getting better at like having a baseline, you know, like every year it's easier for me to add something else into my creative life because I'm used to doing all these other things that I've built up in the years before. So I don't know. I just think that like, it seems like it happens with a lot of people, like they kind of start figuring out life in their 30s it seems so I am now 35 and I think I'm at that point where I'm starting to figure shit out creatively I'm I'm still not making any money from it although this year was the first year I I did not have this written down as a goal but I did this I was able to fund a year of my podcast and radio show through a GoFundMe, thanks to you guys. So thank you so much if you contributed to that. Um, It was my first year having that stuff paid for um, by not me. So maybe next year I can do the same and maybe even make a little extra money. I don't know. Um, But anyway, let's just get into the predictions and resolutions from that I had at the end of 2016 for 2017 to tell you how that went. One thing I was very disappointed in, just as a little side note, um, I was trying to look back at, I make a mix every year of my favorite songs of the year, and I was trying to find it. Like, did I make it on Spotify last year? Where's my 2016 mix? I didn't have one. So I mentioned it in the podcast at the beginning of 2017 that I didn't have a 2016 mix and that I wasn't even thinking about making it because I was really sick at the beginning of the year. I forgot about that. I was like, I had the flu and like I kept getting these different things and then I had the abscess tooth. So it was just like, I was just not in a place to make a best of 2016 mix, which is sad because it doesn't exist. So um, let's see. My goals for 2016, I'm not going to go over those, but I did review those at the beginning of 2017. Basically, I achieved three out of 10 goals that I had for 2016. Um, And then 
Okay, and then I had some predictions. Um, so this is kind of fun to look back at these and see if the predictions came true. I had three predictions for 2017. Um, two of them were personal and one of them was more um, national. <laughs> so I had a prediction that not necessarily that I would have to get a new computer in 2017, but that I would have to make a big decision about like, am I going to continue just repairing this computer? Do I need to buy a new one? I thought I was going to have to make a big decision about it because it was seven years old this year and um, my laptop seven years old this year and it wasn't very happy I guess at the end of 2016 I don't really remember what was going on with it um, besides the fact that I spent spilled ginger ale on it like I don't know four or five years ago um, I did not make that prediction did not come true I did not get a new computer I did not like get to a point where it was on death's door and I had to decide what the fuck I was doing. But I did sort of change the way that I use my computer. So maybe I was able to like thwart that, um, you know, decision from happening because I, I basically, I bought a computer monitor and a mouse and a keyboard. And so 95% of the time my laptop is hooked up to an external mouse, um, monitor and keyboard so I basically use it as if it's a desktop computer now so maybe that is prolonging the life of it by putting less uh, pressure on it I I don't know <laughs> that may not even be true but um, so that prediction didn't really come true about getting a new computer or making de big decisions about a new computer um, let's see I had another prediction that there would be an album from 2016 that I didn't even know existed um, that I would discover in 2017 that I would decide I sh would have put on my like favorite albums of the year 2016 if I had known it existed in 2016. Um, that didn't literally come true, but I decided that Beyonce's Lemonade sort of counts because I did know it existed in 2016 when it came out but I received it as a Christmas gift from my best friend Kim um at the very end of 2016 obviously Christmas and um I became really obsessed with it it was my first pop culture obsession of 2016 <laughs> so um that kind of came true but I didn't you know it wasn't something that I didn't know existed before um, 2017, but it was something that I just hadn't wrapped my head around. Um, and I did in 2017 and it was glorious. It was, it's my number three most listened to album of the year, according to my last FM stats, um, of 2017. Um, my third prediction for 2017 was about the political climate. You know, we were about to vote in Cheeto president, which I had a personal goal for myself, side note, not to say his name at all in 2017. And I broke that only three times. So I only said his name three times this year. And that might, that's a stupid thing, you know, like whatever, Voldemort, like say it or don't, like whichever one feels more right to you. And for me, I can't say it. I don't want his name to come out of my mouth. So I'm happy that I basically achieved that goal. I mean, it just slipped out three different times. That's not bad. 
Um, so my prediction, though, my political prediction was that even though things are going to get really, really bad from like a personal personal level, a community level, a local government level, things were going to start to get better. So I think I I think that prediction came true um, because I do think that things have start people have become politically active that never thought they would that are really good people. Um, and I think that trend is going to continue. Um, so I think I was right on that prediction. So I got two out of three um, of my predictions for 2017. Um, let's head on to my 2017 resolutions and whether or not I achieved them. I had a goal to dance 30 minutes a day that I wasn't working at least six hours in that particular day. I did not achieve that. I had a goal to continue the radio show. I achieved that. I had a goal to continue my YouTube channel. I achieved that. I had a goal to continue the podcast. I achieved that. I had a goal to read 40 books during the year, which is my usual reading challenge that I set for myself on Goodreads, um, where I keep track of all the books that I read. And I ended up, um, I did not achieve that, but I ended up altering that goal to be 30 books um, a couple months ago. Um, because when I just had a lot of personal stuff I was dealing with this year, which led me to not read as much. So I altered that goal. So I'm counting it as achieving it because I think it's okay to give yourself permission to alter your resolutions. Like you make goals for yourself on January 1st. Those aren't necessarily going to be the same goals you want for yourself as of June, as of September, you know, like it's okay to readjust. So I'm counting that one. Um, I had a goal to read all the book club books this year, and um, I read 8 out of 11, which is the best that I've ever done. So I'm calling that a check, because two of the book clubs, I had to miss um, the actual meeting, so I didn't read the books for those particular months. And the one other one that I didn't read, um, the one that was, like, in my mind, not excusable that I didn't read it, um, was just because I really didn't like it and it was the last book of the year and I was like fuck this I don't like this book I'm not doing it <laughs> so um, I had a goal it was just too vague of a goal so I did not achieve this one but my my goal was basically to stop eating so many sweets um, I don't know if I ate less sweets this year than I did last year, I did sort of decide somewhere in like October that I was going to stop feeling guilty about the food that I ate, that I was just going to eat what I wanted, try not to eat too much of anything and stop feeling guilty about it. If I eat a fucking donut, I eat a fucking donut, own up to it, get into it, embrace it. And I think that's really changed my outlook on food. Um, I was able to, like, usually I have, like, a personal goal to lose about 10 pounds. It's just kind of, like, always in the back of my mind. I don't usually mention it out loud. Um, I have managed to maintain the same weight for probably five years now. So even though I always seem to have the goal that I want to lose 10 pounds, at least I'm not gaining. So, whatever. So I did not achieve that goal of eating less sweets. 
I had a goal to write. I was going to like set a timer on my phone for 30 minutes every Friday and write for 30 minutes, whether that be in a blog post or in a journal or whatever. Um, I did not achieve that. I think part of the reason I didn't achieve that is because I keep trying to like squeeze absolutely everything that I want to get done on Fridays. Like I pay bills on Fridays. I get groceries on Fridays. I um, do my podcast and my radio show on Fridays. And it's just like, I was trying to put too many things into Friday and I should have reassessed that goal and like assigned it for a different day during the week. Um, but I didn't, so I just didn't achieve that one. I really only did it like a handful of times. So that one, I was a total miss. I had a goal to listen to more music podcasts and read Pitchfork reviews of new albums coming out. Like I wanted to focus a little bit more on the music that was coming out right now. Um, I did not achieve that one, but at this point, I really don't care. Um, I have basically decided for the last few years, I've had like a goal to that somehow about like music criticism, like I want to listen to more music from the current year, or I want to listen to less music of the current year, just listen to whatever I want. You know, like at first I had a goal to like stray away from things that are just coming out this year. And then I had a goal to go back and try to listen to more things from the year that came out, <laughs> that just came out, music that just came out. But I think that this is something that I just have decided I don't care about anymore. I'm going to listen to whatever the fuck music I want to listen to, whether it came out this year or not, and, like, stop worrying about that. Like, it's entertainment, and I have already accepted the fact that I'm really not a music critic. I love music, and I love playing it for you guys every week on my radio show. Um, and for the foreseeable future, I will continue doing that, but I'm just not a music critic. So I'm going to listen to whatever the fuck I want and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to play stuff that you guys request and we're going to enjoy that and I'm going to make mixes and it's going to be fun and I'm just not going to feel guilty that I'm not listening to enough music from the current year or I'm listening to too much from the current year or whatever. I'm just not going to think about that anymore, basically. So I did not achieve that goal. Um, I had a goal to post um, every time like I have a new YouTube video or a new mix that I made or a new podcast that I put out um, to promote it on my blog. Pretty much just post a blog every time I put something out to let people know that go to my blog what's going on um, so that all my stuff can kind of be in one place that way. And I did achieve that goal. I'm glad that I'm doing that. I'm glad I'm in the habit of doing that. And it's like something that's super easy. Like once I got in the habit of doing it, like it, it takes me like less than 15 minutes probably to be like, hey, here's like the embedded YouTube video that I just put up. Check it out if you want to, you know, like takes no time. And I'm glad I'm doing that. Um, I had a goal to always have a f weird project. Um, just something to keep me occupied and make up these strange projects for myself. Like watch all of my movies and rate them or, you know, like do change all the metadata in my genres in my iTunes, you know, like I just find these weird little projects for myself to keep myself occupied. Um, I would say that I achieved that one, but I don't think it was a goal that I needed to have because I'm so, I'm so occupied now with the podcast and the YouTube channel and the radio show and like the other things that I do that I don't really ever 
I don't, I don't know. I do find myself wasting time and being lazy, but it's usually at times when I've got all of my other stuff done and it's like I've given my permission to be lazy and sit around and do nothing. So I don't think that's a goal I really needed to have, but I think I basically did that. I don't know. <laughs> and I also had a really ephemeral goal to re- reconnect with the non-screen world, which I never completely defined for myself enough to achieve it, essentially. Like, basically, I just wanted to find a way to look at my phone less, and um, I don't, I mean, I didn't really mindfully do that, I think, because I've kept myself preoccupied creatively the last year or two, that's sort of naturally happening. Like, I used to be, like, really obsessed with, like, smartphones and iPhones, just Apple devices in general, and I had to have a new phone, like, once a year. Um, And I've had the same phone for almost two years now, and I have no plans, no thoughts, no preoccupations with getting a new phone. Like, basically, it's possible I'm done with Apple phones from now on. Like, this one that I have, that it's almost two years old, like, I don't see any reason why it couldn't work for another two or three years. And whenever I get to the point where I really do need a new phone, I'm not going to buy anything that doesn't have a headphone jack, so I may not be buying Apple anymore. (laughs) Um, Sorry, this is going to be a really long podcast episode, because um, that's just my resolutions for 2017. Um, Anyway, so of the resolutions, I basically just outlined for you 12 different resolutions that I had in 2017. I achieved seven of them. So if you're keeping track, I only achieved... 3 out of 10 in 2016, and 7 out of 12 in 2017, so that's not bad. As far as predictions that I have for 2018, I was having a really hard time coming up with anything. Um, um, Okay, so I paused for a second so I could... Um, I made some more specific predictions because it's much more fun that way to look back on predictions that you made and be able to say definitively whether or not you were right. Um, so I have a couple of just like more ephemeral ones and then some more um, concrete ones. So predictions for 2018 that I have. This is going to be like a, a Senate, Congress, state representatives. This is an election year, essentially. 2018. And I predict that there will be um, lots of awesome little victories here and there in those elections, Um, that it will be exciting in a good way um, as far as government changes since 2017 was so very awful. I think we're going to swing back around to some progress this year. Um, And I also had like a little side prediction that's kind of political or that is political as well. I think there's going to be a big change with the current administration. Something like, you know, Cheeto president's going to get impeached or something actually big is going to happen as far as consequences for the current administration on all of the terrible shit that they got away with last year. Um, so 
yeah, I think, I think something, I think basically something really big is going to happen in a good way with our current administration. And I think that there will be lots of, um, awesome little victories as far as like Senate, Congress, state reps, that kind of stuff. Um, and then (laughs) another ephemeral one that's personal. I predict that I will become completely obsessed with at least two things for months on end. (laughs) Like, for example, in 2017, I became completely obsessed with the iPod mini from like pretty much all summer. Um, and I was completely obsessed with corsets from like (laughs) October through now. Um, I think I will continue to be obsessed with corsets, but I'm sure there will be something else that I'm not even thinking about right now that I will become totally obsessed with and consumed by in 2018. So that one's kind of like silly, but it will give me an excuse to talk about whatever that obsession is that you guys have already heard too much of by this time next year again. So, um, and then I just, I just wrote down three more like specific pop culture predictions, um, that I can tell you definitively yes or no, if I was right about either of any of these three things. So one is RuPaul All-Stars season three. It begins on January 25th. So the whole thing will be over by like, I don't know, April probably, if even that late. Um, and my prediction is that Trixie Mattel will win All-Stars three. It is my hope and it is my prediction. Um, I predict that um, Ready Player One, which was one of my very favorite books from like, I don't know, I read it like four or five years ago and I really liked it. Um, There's some problems with it and I can foresee things going a certain way with the movie. The movie comes out March 30th. I predict that I will be disappointed in it. So that one's kind of a gimme, like even if it's pretty good and I'm surprised by how good it is, I'm still probably going to be disappointed in it because I love the book so much. So that one's kind of, kind of a wimpy prediction, but there it is. Um, also pop culture prediction, Ocean's Eleven, which if you haven't heard of it, um, it's a heist movie like the other oceans like oceans 11 12 whatever but it's all it's an all-female cast so it's got rihanna and um kate blanchett and some other people i'm not thinking of at the moment but i'm really really excited about it and i think it's going to be awesome so i will be surprised if i i will probably go see that movie when it comes like the day it comes out which is june 8th um i think i will I will love it. I think it will, my specific prediction is that it will be one of my top five movies of the year 2018. So we'll see. So those are my predictions for 2018. As far as my resolutions, I want to try to go through those as quickly as I possibly can, because after I stop talking, you're going to hear Michael and I's review of 200 cigarettes, which is already like, how long is that? Um, I can't look at it right now, but I think it's like at least 30 minutes long. (laughs) I think it's more like 40 minutes. So this is going to be a very long podcast. So if you're listening, you're awesome. I love you. Um, so 
a lot of my resolutions for 2018 are sort of continuations of resolutions that I have every year, which works for me. Um, and some of them are kind of new, so I'll just go through them as quickly as possible so we can laugh at, at myself in a year from now when we find out how many of these actually did. My goal is to do better than I did last year because I did better last year than I did the year before that. So 2018 goals. Here we go. I would like to continue tight lacing. Um, so continue wearing corsets at least to work. I have some other little goals attached to that. Like there are certain corsets that I would like to save up for and buy and try this year. Um, I have certain goals as far as like, um, yeah, anyway, I have certain goals attached to it, but basically I just want to continue wearing corsets for as long as it makes sense for me. You know, like obviously if I decide I don't need them anymore to help with my anxiety at work in June, then I'll stop wearing them. Fine. Like I, in general, I want to give myself permission to revise any of these, um, resolutions that aren't working for me. Um, so that way I can do even better at them. Um, I want to continue the radio show at least through um, October. I, it's paid for up through sometime in October of 2018. So it's something that I'm not sure I'm going to do forever, but I would like to continue it for as long as it is paid for um, by someone else. So um, I w want to at least continue it that long. Um, I would like to continue the Buffy podcast. So that's kind of a gimme because like, I'm not going to give up on that. I love doing it, but it's still something that takes effort and intention. And so I'm going to put it on there, even if it's easy for me to check off because it's something that's very important to me. Um, my fourth goal for 2018 is to continue my YouTube channel. Um, I will probably reassess it right now. I'm putting out a video every week. Um, but I don't seem to be gaining a lot of subscribers from doing that. And it takes a lot of effort to do it that way. So I might go to like putting out a video every two weeks, but I'd like to stay consistent with it. Um, so basically I'd like to put out about 25 videos in 2018. Um, so that way it's about every other week. Um, I would like to, I have started a new habit where I save $20 every time I clean someone's house, which is either once or twice a week, depending on the week. So I'd like, like to continue saving $20 um, every time I get paid for cleaning someone's house. I would like to do that all year in 2018 because that helps me save up for corsets, helps me save up for like little day trips to Springfield, helps me save up for like going out to eat somewhere fancy. It's just... It's just a nice little thing where I can like save money to just do things for myself and not feel guilty about spending money. Um, I would, I always make a reading goal. Um, usually I make it 40 books in the year. This year I made it 35. Um, I would like, I always make the resolution to read all the book club books and this year is no different. So that one is my seventh goal of the year. Um, my eighth goal, since I really wanted to do the dancing goal last year, I really wanted to dance 30 minutes a day, every day that I didn't work at least six hours. And I thought that was a reasonable goal, but I did not do it. So I am setting that goal extremely low this year by making it dancing once a week. Um, and it'll be 30 minutes for once a week once a week. So 
I would really like to do it way more than that, but I'm hoping setting it that goal, setting it that low will at least get me started on it. Um, and in the grand scheme of a lifetime, if I start with once a week and the next year I do twice a week, you know, like eventually it'll be where I want it to be. It'll just take me longer to get there. And that's okay. Um, my ninth resolution for 2018 is I have this music project um, Evan and I came up with where we decided we would pick an artist for every month of the year to just together, both of us, not like listening together, but we pick the same artist that we're both doing every month that we're going to do a deep dive into that person's entire discography. So we have written down an artist for each month in 2018, except for December that we're taking off at the end of the year. So it's kind of a music club <laughs> and we'll come together and we'll probably do a little segment for the radio show where we talk about it at the end of the month. If we became huge fans of whatever artist that is, how we felt about it, all that stuff. So the goal is to listen to the entire like main studio albums of each artist within that particular month. So in January, we're starting with Chelsea Wolfe, which is an artist that we both really love, like in the Venn diagram of music that um, we listen to. It overlaps big time with Chelsea Wolfe. Like, it's one of the solid artists that both of us really love. So we're starting off strong in 2018 because it's not going to be hard for either of us to listen to a lot of Chelsea Wolfe this month, and I'm very excited about it. So um, that's my ninth goal is to do that music project with Evan. Um, and then I have, last year I had the goal to write for 30 minutes a day once a week, and that did not work out. So I've kind of altered it. I think I'm going to try to do it on Sundays instead of Fridays. And then what I decided is I would also like to draw more and color more and just like basically just do little creative things like coloring and collaging and drawing and writing and all that. And so I decided the way that I was going to do it is I was going to have a, I think it's going to be 30 minutes, but maybe it'll be an hour where I sit down on Sundays and I draw out of like a hat or a bowl or whatever, either um, like a little piece of paper that either says draw, write, color, or whatever. Whereas if I pick the whatever, then I'm allowed to like be lazy if I feel like it. Whatever I feel like I want to do at that moment, whether it be something creative or it be just fucking off with the whole thing. <laughs> so once a month, I'll get to do the whatever. And then the rest of the times I'll have to you know, do something that I just got out of the habit of doing, which I really want to start drawing again and coloring and just like getting in that type of creative space again. Um, and I think this will be a good way to start small because I'll only be, you know, with this plan, I'll only be drawing once a month. I'll only be writing one, once a month. I'll only be coloring once a month. And I'll have a day where I can just, you know, not do any of it <laughs> and not have to feel bad about it because it's structured in. And like, ideally, I would like to make it enough of a habit that I start drawing again on a regular basis, but I'm just going to start as little pressure as possible um, so that even if by the end of 2018, all I've done is draw for half an hour at a time once a month throughout the whole year. That's more than I'm doing now. So I'm going to be happy with that. And then my 
11th and final huge resolution of the year is to pay off both of my credit cards. I have a PayPal credit um, and I have another just like regular credit card and I would like to pay both of them off in 2018, which shouldn't be too hard. Like I calculated it as long as I pay at least like $50 a month, which I usually pay more than that. Like I should actually be able to pay both of my credit cards off by like halfway through the year. But um, I definitely want to make sure that's a big goal so that I can check that off. So those are all of my goals for 2018. Thank you for listening to that hugely long thing because now you're going to hear a hugely long thing of me and Michael last night. And I was a little bit tipsy because I drank about three-fourths of a bottle of Moscato last night (laughs) to ring in the new year because Michael doesn't really drink. He drank like a glass, (laughs) a glass and a half maybe. And I just kept refilling mine. So you get to hear me being kind of silly while we talk about 200 cigarettes, which is a movie I watch every single year on the 31st. Um, just a couple little stats, just because I know that I will be interested in this this time next year. I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. Um, these are all stats. I've got, um, the numbers from 2015, 2016, and 2017 for these different little things. My, um, subscribers on YouTube in 2015, I had 175 at the end of the year. In 2016, I had 1500 at the end of the year. And at the end of 2017, I had 1749. So I only gained 250 subscribers in the last year. But, um, I lost my Mori video in this last year was taken down by NBC. And a lot of my subscribers that I got between 2015 and 2016 were, um, in 2016, a lot of my subscribers that I got in 2016 were because of that Mori video. And when it got taken down, there were a lot of people that unsubscribed because they realized that like the regular videos that I do really don't at all relate to that Mori video. So, um, a lot of people were like, what, what is this chick doing? She's talking about corsets. I don't care about that. Unsubscribe. So it's understandable. Like basically when I started being consistent, I started losing subscribers. So, um, I've only gained 250 in the last year, but that's okay. Um, hopefully by this time next year, I'll at least be at 2000, maybe more like 2,500. We'll see. That would be awesome. Um, in 2015, I had a goal of posting 52 blogs and I posted 44 in 2016. I also had the goal of posting 52 blogs and I only posted 32 this year. My goal was 2017. The goal was just to post a blog to promote, um, new things that I had coming out like YouTube videos, podcasts, all that stuff. So I actually posted 56 blogs in 2017. So I'm pretty proud of the way that's going. And I would like to keep that the same pretty much. In 2015, I had a goal to read 40 books and I read 30. In 2016, I had a goal to read 40 and I read 45. In 2017, my goal was 40 that I later changed to 30 and I read 31. In um, 2015, I 
had the goal to read all the book club books. I don't think I wrote down how many I actually read in 2015. But I've always had that goal every year. In 2016, I read five out of 11 of the book club books, which is pretty bad, less than half. And then 2017, I read eight out of 11, which I consider to be good because that's definitely the best I've ever done. So hopefully in 2018, I will read like nine or 10 of the 11 books of book club. And then I will be very happy indeed. Um, YouTube videos that I posted in 2015, I posted two. So that was a bad year. 2016, I posted 16, and 2017, I posted 19. And most of those 19 have been in the last, have been since like October, because I've been posting every week in the last three months of the year. So um, yeah, hopefully I'll have about 25 YouTube videos from 2018. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a lot of like boring stuff probably to you guys. It helps me keep track of my shit. And if you're a person that does resolutions, um, I, I, I don't know what I was going to say about it, except that it's okay to readjust. That is the main thing that I want to remind myself and everyone else that like, I think that's the point of doing it for me anyway, is to look back every year and go, okay, this one didn't work. Why did this not work? Oh, because I was being too ambitious because I thought I wanted to do a thing that I absolutely don't want to do actually, you know, so it's okay to reassess. It's okay to, you know, revisit things year after year after year and change how you approach them so that you can do it right next time. And, um, I think, I think it's important to really reflect as much as possible on just making sure that you're living the most satisfying life that you specifically want to live, you know, become the one, you know, you are <laughs> as a gold frap lyric from this year, which reminds me if you want to check out my best of 2017 mix, it is on Spotify under the title bed of thorns which is what i named it um also some other mixes i'm working on lately that will probably be up soon if you're listening to the radio show right now um you're gonna hear some music after this so there's that um this is like the longest podcast ever because by the time you hear michael and i finish talking about 200 cigarettes it's gonna be like an hour and a half long um so I hope you enjoy this bonus episode of What's This Bitch Talking About. I will um, see you guys next week. I'll see you guys on Friday. I'm going to come back and talk about Buffy on Friday. So here's me and Michael from last night talking about 200 cigarettes. Bye for a second because I'm going to be right back. Okay, bye. Hello, vampires and slayers. Hello. I'm here with my Michael. Hi. It is officially um, 1 a.m. on January 1st. 1, 1, 1, 8. It is not 1, 11. It is 1, 15 on 2018, January 1st. We just watched 200 Cigarettes from 1998. For For the... 
It has been a tradition that we watch it every New Year's Eve. We have at least done it the last five years, I would say. Yeah. Probably. Um, it is a New Year's Eve movie. If you didn't know. If you've never seen it, it is um, a movie from 1998. It is a movie. <laughs> Put out by MTV, written and directed by a woman, two different women, in fact. And I did not memorize their names, but whatever. And just a second, I got it stars Courtney Love, Paul Rudd, David LaChapelle. David LaChapelle. Oh, David Chappelle. Sorry, (laughs) LaChapelle. David LaChapelle is a photographer. Dave Chappelle (laughs) is the actor. Dave LaChapelle. (laughs) There is a David LaChapelle. The director is Risa Brayman Garcia and the writer Shana Larson. Shana Larson. And um, who else is in it? Um, Kate, Kate Hudson, Hudson, Casey and Ben oh Affleck. My God. Both Affleck. Guillermo Diaz is Dave. I never knew that. Who the fuck is Guillermo Diaz? Um, her, 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 what, what else was he in? He was in uh, Half Baked. That's right. Hmm, Half yeah. Baked. Nobody remembers Half Baked except you. He was the one who called everyone B. Oh, I'm Cuban B. Yes, Cuban B. <laughs> okay, so anyway. so Michael had the great idea that this year, while we were watching it, while I was drinking about eighty percent of a bottle of Moscato. of a bottle of Moscato all by myself, <laughs> that we should seventy nine percent rate two hundred cigarettes. So we, in cigarettes or vagina paintings. Um, cigarettes is what we're doing. Okay, all right. Because the movie is called Two Hundred Cigarettes. <laughs> Michael tried to count. I tried. I tried. I attempted to count how many cigarettes were smoked by the main characters. Well, the major and minor characters too, because well, you know, I mean, like, there's not really any major characters unless it's Paul Rudd and Courtney Love. Paul Rudd, Courtney Love, and then everyone else falls in. Everyone else, except for pretty much Eric and the cab driver, Dave Chappelle's character, fall into like a mid. Jay Moore and Kate Hudson, two other actors. Yeah. Um, so the way that we decided to rate it was um, on five different points. Oh, uh, we, uh, out 40, of 20. 41 cigarettes. 41 cigarettes were 41. smoked by the main and minor characters. Yes. yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Didn't, didn't let us finish. Sorry. That <laughs> The way that we rated it was out of 20, music, wardrobe, quotability, performance, aesthetic. And then we, just the overall enjoyability of the movie, we rated out of 100. So those scores added together would be out of a possible 200 that way. Cigarettes. Yes. (laughs) 200 cigarettes. You see what we did there? Oh my god. (laughs) And... Um, okay, so do we want to, like, talk about the movie, just kind of go through it? I think, um, should we read some of these bad reviews it's gotten? Because the Washington Post did give it zero stars. Washington Post gave it zero stars. It got 28% rotten. What did, what did... A 20-something comedy with a brain-dead script, unflattering lighting, and 16 performers in search of a script writer. Unflattering lighting? It feels like one sixth no, of an idea stretched not. to a breaking point. 
<laughs> it's about New York Magazine. The film is filled with actors you want to see, just not in this thing. <laughs> you know, I completely disagree with all of these reviews. New okay. York Daily News. This vapid 80s punk party reeks of 200 cigarettes. Okay. I don't care about any of those. <laughs> let's, let's go through some of my favorite quotes that I wrote down, because I'd rather hear that than mm-hmm. any of these terrible mm-hmm. reviews. Oh, look, this person gave it a 75. San Francisco Chronicle 200 cigarettes doesn't have a bad scene or a false note. This picture is a succession of pointed little moments nicely written by Shannon Larson and acted with a comic assurance and sensitivity there you go let's end on that note. <laughs> so some of my favorite quotes were mostly between courtney love and paul rudd's characters yeah they had some good what moments what was courtney's name in this <laughs> we're terrible paul rudd's name was fucking kevin kevin uh, that's the, the biggest downside uh, to this movie besides Ben Affleck and Jay Moore's presence in it. IMDb, IMDb, the top billed characters are Ben Affleck, no. Casey Affleck, Dave Chappelle, and Guillermo Diaz. No, they're not. <laughs> Why can't I remember what Courtney loves character? Who fucking cares? She's a stanky little hoe. <laughs> She's a stank hoe. <laughs> stank little hoe, ho maybe, but not slut. Like, not I think slut. stank little hoe sounds way worse than slut. <laughs> Anyway, so the whole thing is the movie opens with Courtney Love and Paul Rudd. Lucy, right? Lucy and Kevin, which stupid names. Kevin and Lucy? No. So they're everybody okay, the premise is that every single character you're introduced to is sort of loosely planning to go to this party later on tonight, but they don't actually fucking show up. And the party is being put on by a character named Monica, played by Figure that out because she's somebody. She's somebody. She somebody. Everyone's somebody. Martha Plimpton. Yes. Martha. Martha Plimpton. Um, and so she's throwing a party, a oh, New Year's oh, Eve she party. Was a, she was in the Goonies. And I don't even know that. <laughs> and everybody's eventually yeah. going to end up there later. And so it starts with, you know... Paul Rudd and Courtney Love in a cab with Dave Chappelle, and it's his cab. Well, okay, let's pause and for a moment And it's his there. birthday. Is his birthday January 1st, or is it the 31st? I think it's, it's the 31st. I think it's the 31st. Yeah, New Year's Eve. And he's super depressed and existential, well, and he's got these really nice pointy sideburns that go Yes. Almost all the way to the corners of yes, his lips. Um, my object of desire was, was his sideburns? Paul Rudd's sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's sideburns. Don't say Kevin. Let's just or, go with Paul Rudd. Or Dave's pants. The, he had, Dave had some pretty good pants. Oh, Dave the punk guy? Yeah, yeah the punker guy. Punker? The punker. Punker. <laughs> so he's lamenting about the fact that it's his birthday and he hates New Year's Eve because... It's the worst, and it's his birthday, and Janine Garofalo just broke up with him. Janine Garofalo's in this movie. Janine Garofalo. Oh, my God. She's in the plus column. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. Always. And some of my of first... Of my heart. Well, sure. <laughs> um, what are the first, the first quotes that I wrote down? Um, at one point, you know, so he's just, like, being super dreary the whole time, which is yeah. kind of... Nice because you really don't ever see Paul Rudd being dreary. Yeah. And yeah. 
Like he's, he's being, being a real bummer though. So whiny and it's so charming. Yeah. It's the charmiest whiny. <laughs> what? Charmiest? <laughs> the charmiest. <laughs> and at one point Courtney says no, to him, lucky, Are you gonna be like this all night? And he just sort of looks at her for a couple of beats and yeah. then goes, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, their dynamic is really good in this movie, I think. Because she's just, like, giving him shit constantly. And he's just whining and being super dramatic the whole time. Just being childish. And it's really awesome. And then uh, one of the first things that Paul Rudd says, we as a people are one and we enjoy various kinds of food. (laughs) Yes, I liked that quote. And we enjoy various kinds of food. Like what is we as a people are one? <laughs> Where did that even come from? Um, and then our introduction to Monica, who's throwing the party. Okay, I want to stop right here and discuss a major plot hole. Okay. In this movie. Okay. That apartment is fabulous and gigantic. I swear that that she could not afford that apartment. She didn't have a roommate. It is a and tradition. And it's a gigantic law. It is a tradition in characters in the late 90s that are named Monica in New York to have having fabulous, fabulous apartments. apartments. Maybe her grandmother left her that apartment just like Monica Geller. I don't know. Yeah. About that plot hole. My object of affection is the entire apartment. The apartment itself? Yes. Yeah. 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 And it was fabulous. She had, she had poles that were painted and the purple of my mom's porch. With lights wrapped around wrapped them. around them, she curtains had, everywhere. On her couch, she had a big tapestry as like the cover of her couch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still think that apartment, even in 1982, would cost. Yes, this is New Year's Eve, like 1981/82. At least a thousand dollars a month. I don't know. This was back That's in a total guess I because don't... I have no idea what rent was in 1982 because I wasn't even born until 1983. Well. It is important to note that at that point, I don't think Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani, Giuliani. That was the person who was the mayor of. Yeah, I don't think he was the mayor yet. It was sometime in the eighties that he became the mayor, and that's when everybody started cracking down. And like New York was, like really hardcore and trashy before he became involved. So possibly a person like her could afford. An apartment like that. How do you back know then? this information? Um, because I've never I lived in New York am City. educated. Okay, people talk about how New York was trashy and cool before Giuliani got involved, and then you made everything all clean, and they started cracking down. Well, that's boring. Yeah. Um, so anyway, when we first are introduced to Monica. And her fabulous chartreuse dress. It is the best. Yeah. With a blue belt. Yes. I mean, people don't put those two colors together and, often enough. And I know that the, the headpiece she was wearing was just a, a New Year's thing, but it really New Year's tiara. The, a New Year, yeah. Yeah. But it really brought the whole outfit together. That my, and the belt. My favorite is the introduction and of the her sequence. character. Because she is, yeah, she's got three jewels on yeah. the right, on the right yeah. side of her face. She's pretty, pretty fantastic. She's pretty fantastic. Except she's a hot mess. She's <laughs> she a, looks fantastic. It's, a, it's but like she you is. call a heated mess. <laughs> a heated mess. That's what Flula says in Pitch Perfect too. Um, 
Um, but she's whining because she doesn't think anyone's going to show yeah. up. She has one guest, like one of her friends, and she says, throwing a party, it's like an invitation for abuse. How do I do this to myself? At least when it's someone else's party, I don't have to be responsible for how terrible it is. It's just the best. She's so perfectly, comedically neurotic. She's one of my favorite characters. And the sad part is, spoiler alert, okay, so she's afraid no one's going to come to her party. And she, the party starts at, like, 8. And no one fucking shows up until, like, I don't know, 11, 11. probably. Yeah. And at this point, she is so depressed that no one has shown up that she has drunk, drunk herself herself. into a coma. She's passed out. And, like, a whole shit ton of people show up. And she has no idea. She has no idea. She wakes up the next morning. Her entire apartment is trashed, and she didn't even know that anyone sh- showed up. That's sad. That is the worst. But she feels all right with it, though. <laughs> I know. She does. But Anyway, we're getting ahead of Are we? Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Another one of my favorite quotes. What's the guy's... What's Dave Chappelle's name? Do we care? He's the disco cabbie. Disco cabbie. <laughs> I think my quote of the entire movie. Can we reveal that at this point? Is it okay? Um, yeah, I, I just really don't. There's so many good quotes. This okay. movie, well, name, as far as like quotability, this movie is... Well, like, name some of yours that are contenders like, but aren't quite your favorite. Because I've named several of mine. Uh, these matches are disappointing me. <laughs> these matches... Are disappointing. She named Garofalo. <laughs> that was that was towards the, the end of the movie. In the cab, and just pretty much everything Dave Chappelle said. He's definitely my f- favorite minor character in this movie because he's just so positive. I like it when he says when he's trying to convince Kate Hudson's character to get in the cab. He says, "Come on, Mama, live, <laughs> live. Look at that. This is life over there. <laughs> life right there. It's passing right back." Yeah, he's good. And at one point, um, Paul Rudd's character says says to Courtney, I'm just going to go home and kill myself. I want to share a cab. <laughs> like everybody talking about sharing a cab. Like Jay Moore and Kate Hudson decided that Kate Hudson decided they were going to separate for the evening. And they were like, I don't know. I hope I never see you again. I want to share a cab. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, Courtney says to Paul, you're hell-bent on eliminating all traces of joy from this fine holiday. <laughs> Matches disappointing me. What are the quotes that you wrote down? Um, I, I wrote down the, the we as a people are one and these matches disappointing me and then I was too busy trying to count cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> and other stuff. But like I said, we enjoy various much, kinds of food. What was like pretty much the whole like epilogue by the by the disco cabbie. Like that's all my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at that. You can see it. That's my booty look. <laughs> um, one of my favorites is the disco cabbie, whatever he was saying. A lady going out on New Year's Eve ain't trying to carry a burden. She's trying to let one go. I like that. Um, okay, so that's a lot of quotes. So everybody's trying to get to this party eventually. Christina Ricci is not even fucking 18 yet. 
when they filmed this whole thing. She probably wasn't. She was born in 1980, and this movie came out in 98. Uh, yeah, so it was definitely So her and her friend Steffi are trying to get to the party. Trying to get to a party. <laughs> and they're from where? Ronkonkoma. Ronkonkoma. New Jersey. They no, Long Island. They Long can't, Island. They can't cross over onto <laughs> Avenue B because somebody got raped on Avenue B. Don't cross onto B, Val. <laughs> We are fucked. We're fucked. She said we're fucked like 12 <laughs> times. If you took a shot every time she said that, you'd be drunk. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a fluff movie. Totally fluff. But you have to know that going into it. Or you're going to give it like a, a Metacritic score of 33. No. I don't. Like, but. I guess I just don't get how you couldn't be delighted by this movie i mean it is delightful i mean like if you're giving this movie a bad score you're missing the point okay it's not it's supposed to be a new year's eve movie which is you know new year's eve is all fluff total fluff it's total fluff we did write down we gotta remember this for next year because they count down to new year yes it's uh, an hour an hour 23 minutes and 49 seconds so next year if you want to watch it at the same time yeah. as us you gotta start it at do that math right now mm, 10 I've had too 40 much of this 6 10 46 no Mm-mm. no 10 36 All I want to say is, if you're playing... Do you want to go to bed right now? If you're playing <laughs> bingo on New Year's Eve, you need to take a cold, hard look in the mirror. <laughs> cold, fucking hard look. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Sagan. Um, and Jill. <laughs> should we do our ratings? Jill's not listening, but Sagan probably is. I know. But, <laughs> but you're the, she's the one you're putting on blast right now. Okay. <laughs> I, you're the one that said anything about Jill and Bingo in the same sentence. I do want you to know that Michael right now is wearing his Care Bear onesie, which is, um, if you're trying to like imagine it, it is the Care Bear that has the rain cloud Stormy? with Grumpy. with not only rain droplets coming out of it, but also hearts. I feel like we're getting so there's, all that on the internet. There's right now. love and rain. Because we don't know. What this pair, what this Care Bear? It's is Grumpy Care Bear, and if that's wrong, then whatever. The moody. Let me know, Moody Care Bear. <laughs> you definitely have to have your arms crossed when you're posing as this Care Bear. There's no pockets in the onesie. There's no goddamn pockets. So, <laughs> what is your rating of this onesie, one to ten? I give it uh, an eight because it has a lot of adorability about it adorability and warm it doesn't have a lining though it's just no, a straight up but the material but it's straight up warm well, you're wearing it over a full outfit yeah but like it's warm okay 
It because is, I have clothes It on. is like negative two degrees outside right now. Yeah, I could probably go outside and be fine. Do you want to test that theory? It is cozy. I've got this hood. It's got a hood with a Care Bear face on it. Yeah, everyone's seen it, okay? They have? Yeah. I'm pretty popular. Okay, so let's do our ratings. So, out of 20, <laughs> what is your music rating? Uh, I give it a 15 because... It had um, three Blondie songs. Because there was a lot of Blondie, and there was Roxy music, and there was Soft Cell, and there was the... the there was Soft the, Cell? What other song besides Tainted Love does Soft okay, Cell was, even have? There was Tainted Love. And it's a cover. They have other stuff. Anyway, sure. and there was the uh, sitar covers of uh, surfer music there in the Indian restaurant. And that what was what pretty surfer exciting. music? Like Beach Boys it was, or No, it was like some kind of surfer rock song mm-hmm. that they were playing. They and, had... But there was... Um, but there, but there, she kept trying to... Monica kept trying to play Christmas music at the party. And who the fuck listens to Christmas music on New Year's Eve? Past Christmas. No, they don't. Like, no one. That was a big plot Like, in hole. fact, you wake up Christmas morning... You don't really want to hear any more Christmas music. On Christmas, you can tolerate it. Yeah, but past noon on Christmas. That's true. Once you've opened your presents no more. and had it's lunch, done. it's over. It's done. It's over. Let it go. The <laughs> cover of Love is the Drug, I would say, is probably my favorite. Yeah. I don't know who did it, but yeah, I don't think it totally connected that it was that until this time watching it. So that's my favorite song. What's your favorite song? Um, well, it is either... I don't know what the song was, but when the when Steffi finally kind of let go when they were at that club, and there's that punk song playing. Now, normally, punk wouldn't be my favorite song. It was, was, a, it was some, a cover of a disco song, wasn't it? It was something. It wasn't Ring but My it was, Bell, but it was something. But it was wonderful, and I was enjoying it, yeah, and I wanted it in my good. life. That was a good moment. Yeah. Okay, so we got to look that up. Our and it was really nice because Steffi kind of finally decided to have fun, you know. She had she, a moment. Yeah, she had a moment she where she let go. And I liked that. What was your favorite outfit? Uh, Either the chartreuse dress. Monica. Monica's chartreuse dress, that whole. Ensemble. Ensemble. Or... Mine, um, the entire, the outfit as a whole had some problems, but little portions of Steffi's outfit were the best because she had the hot pink fishnets with yellow ankle boots. And that skirt was really cute. The skirt was basically just a black tutu with different colors of piping along the seams. It was nice. And then she had like a hot pink sweater and she had like a metallic belt. And the sweater had a weird zipper on one side that like went down her shoulder. So whenever she started to let go, the, you know, the zipper was undone. Whereas earlier in the night it was totally zipped up. But once Mm -hmm. she had the moment, it was unzipped. Yeah. There was something else. Oh, it was the sweater was like red and purple, and her lips were red, and her eyeshadow was purple. Yeah, lots of little moments were working in that outfit. There wasn't a whole lot of like, you know, like really great clothing on the dudes. Like it was mostly kind of boring. I mean, Paul Rudd was wearing a trench coat. Couldn't really tell what else he was wearing. He had a scarf. It was like a tartan. 
scarf. And, and aside from Dave's pants, you know, everyone was just wearing like leather jackets, and Jay Moore was boring, and yeah, Kate Hudson's outfit was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was just everything was pink before she got everything lipstick. was pink. Before she got lipstick and dog shit and every, all that. Oh, God. That. that was so gross. It was totally ruined by the end. <laughs> I love that she was just, like, so cutesy and pink, and then she ended up with the punk dude at the end. Yeah. Casey Affleck's character. Yeah. <laughs> that was cute. Um, okay, so we did song and outfit. What is... Do we, uh, do, we do object? Did you say it yet? Uh... My object is yeah. Monica's apartment. Yours was? Uh, Paul Rudd's Paul. sideburns. Okay, sideburns. Yeah. That's not an object. You can recreate those sideburns right the fuck now if you not want. Not with this face. Not with your face? No. All he had was a soul patch and sideburns. You're right, I probably could. You probably could. <laughs> uh, your angle would be slightly lower just because yours yeah. won't grow straight to the point of your lips. Um, fine then. Give me another minute to think about okay. object of desire. Okay. Um, Dave's pants. With the strap that went... Yeah, I might take the strap off. Uh, yeah. But other than that, the pants were pretty good. Um, who's your, the, your character that you have a crush on? Had a crush on? Yeah. You were going to have a crush on any of these characters? You know, I... I had this movie is the only movie that I've ever really found Courtney Love attractive and Courtney Love it's all the disgusting lip biting it's not the disgusting lip biting it's just, I think it's just because she's kind of trashy <laughs> and I, and she's I, always trashy Courtney Love <laughs> I know but like I said I never really found her attractive before I saw this movie and not really any time after that well, I gotta say, Paul Rudd obviously is my person that I have a crush on because he's got those sideburns. Because his eyes have just like never been greener than in this movie. Oh, really? They just like popped off the screen. Maybe he had a little bit of eyeliner on. It's possible. Probably. Just a little bit. I'm pretty sure all of them were wearing makeup. Um, I did think the um. Guillermo, whoever guy Diaz? was, was kind of cute because he had the, the black lips and the red hair. I could not tell that that was him. Never heard of him. He was in Weeds. He was Guillermo in Weeds. The guy that was Nancy's hookup. Hmm. He he is a guy named Guillermo that played a, a guy named a character named Guillermo. <sighs> Never mind. I'm, he's not. No. Um, okay, so we did... So did you think of object yet? Uh... Dave's pants. Oh, okay. Man. Okay, so we've done all that. So now we need our cigarette Wait, ratings. Cigarette ratings? Yes. What? You already said music was 15. My music rating is 12. Wow. Wardrobe, I gave it 14. What did you give wardrobe? 15. Okay. Quote ability? 20. You gave a 20? Straight. I gave it an 18 initially, but like there's so many good quotes in this movie. I gave it a 10. Wow, really? 
I mean, it is, I'm not saying it's not quotable, but like if you're comparing it to other movies that we quote all the time, we really don't quote 200 cigarettes hardly ever. That's true. Like, it has good quotes, yes, but it hasn't seeped into our daily lives quite yet. Oh, that's right. I hadn't thought about that. Like, how many times do you quote Big Lebowski? I mean, that would be the ultimate. That would be like yeah, 20. Yeah, I mean like... If- Big Lebowski or Napoleon Dynamite are at the 20 level. That's true. So. Well, what's at the 1 level? Well, we don't what know because we're one? not even thinking about it. Because we don't quote it. It's not Ferris Bueller. We quote Ferris Bueller. Um, okay. So, performances... Of the actors, I gave a 15. I think everybody did a pretty good job. Even Jay Moore, who I don't like. But he did a good job of playing He did a good guy. job playing the guy that he was playing, yes. Yeah. The general aesthetic of the movie, which we first were talking about as cinematography, but just like the overall look of the movie. Yeah. I don't agree with that review that it had bad lighting. Like there were so many colors in almost every shot. There was I just like the lighting was good. So many colors. I thought the ambiance so many purples and in yellows all the locations and pinks. And the color was on point. Color was on point and I thought the the locations that they chose to shoot yeah were good. Yeah. The apartment wins them a lot of points. It does. And everybody's coats yeah. Some good coats. Yeah. I gave it a 20 as I gave, far as... I gave it a 15. Wow. I guess I'm a little more generous than you are. Well, I don't think it was very accurate. Like, 1982 probably didn't quite look like that. You have no idea. I don't think it was that saturated. You have no idea. Um, And then my overall, the score of enjoyability out of 100. What did you get for that? What did you get for it? 75. 75? Yeah. I enjoyed almost every moment. Almost every moment? Yeah. What'd you give it? 85. 85. So my overall score, how many cigarettes? How many cigarettes did you give it? Um, you need to add still. I will tell you mine. 141. I feel like that's a little low. Like, I probably should have given things a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, why would we watch this movie every year? Well, we really do only watch it once a year. That's true. I mean, it's just become to that point where, like, it would feel weird to watch it if it's not New Year's Eve. So, my overall score is 157. Wow. Cigarettes. And what was yours again? 141. I think I'll bump it up to 150 because I really do think it should have gotten a better. There deserves a C at least. A C? Well, 150 is 75%. Oh, shit. Yeah, thinking of it that way, it should get a B. (laughs) So maybe I should bump it up even more. Whatever. Anyway, I like it. I tend to rate things lower than I probably should. Yeah. Every time I rate things on Goodreads, like stars out of five like people are like oh my god did you hate that book why didn't you like it it because i gave it like three (laughs) and i'm like three is good what are you talking about three means i finished it and i enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) so you would only give this movie three stars (laughs) no 
Three and a half, maybe. Three and a half? I mean, it's not like one of my top ten movies. Probably top 25. I mean, what other movies do we watch at least once a year? I mean, when you really think about it. I haven't watched a point dynamite in many years, and that's probably one of my. That very needs favorites. to be remedied because it does. same here, same here. It's been too long. My copy is very scratched, and I have no case. Well, we should just get a new one. Yeah, we really I don't mind supporting that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a quotable movie right there. Anything else? Yeah. It really is. Said that. Also, uh, I I wrote down another thing um, about uh, Ben Affleck's character. Uh, getting off, he Early was a bartender. On New Year's Eve, yeah. He's a bartender, but he was able to get off in time Before to go midnight. to a New Year's Eve. A party. bartender in New York. Yeah, bullshit. I'm gonna call bullshit on that. And I'm gonna call bullshit on Monica affording this apartment. I call bullshit on both those things. There was something else I called bullshit on, but I didn't write it down. But whatever. Um. So in my uh character listing uh, positive negative characters in the movie Jay Moore is the only character that made it into the negative hmm. list Ben Affleck is he's right on the border because you know he's not a bad character in my mind I think Ben Affleck usually gets a bad rap he's not a bad character he you just really don't care about him underutilized in this movie but I think that's the right amount yeah, of utilizing definitely. Ben Affleck yeah you have to you under- take what you think you should have been affleck yeah at and then give him a little less time than that and it's it's all right he's just not i don't i just think he's not a leading actor like he should definitely not be playing batman a strong character like batman i i mean i think i think casey affleck has more to offer than ben but isn't he also kind of a piece of shit yes (laughs) I think he's also... IRL? I mean, I don't know if Ben Affleck is a I don't know if Ben shit. Affleck is. I haven't heard anything bad about Ben. But he's just so smarmy. So you just assume. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Do you, just, do you just assume that he's a character from Gone Girl? Well, the reason why he is the character in Gone Girl is because of his general smarminess that has accumulated in everyone's psyches up until that point to where like, there's yeah, just no they way wrote... they could have cast anyone <laughs> other than him because he is... I mean, you look up smarmy in the dictionary and mm. there's a picture of Ben Affleck it's, right the fuck it's true. there. That's true. That's what's so disappointing about Casey Affleck being a sexual predator because... or whatever it was that he fucking did. Just some nefarious shit of some kind that I don't remember. I don't think he was a predator. Is that he just, like... Like, if you were to rate best kisses in this movie, his kiss with Kate Hudson was the most convincing. Yeah. It looked like they actually gave a shit about each other, and he just has that, like... He has something. Casey Affleck has something the Ben could never hope to achieve. I would have believed Casey Affleck in Chasing Amy as being somebody that could make somebody... Like be involved with a dude when they normally like chicks. Yeah. Much more than Ben Affleck. You're funny. He has a sweet face. Which is funny. 
because he does resemble his brother. And I would never think that Ben Affleck had a sweet face. Um, not even in this movie? No, why would he have a sweet face in this movie? I don't know. He was just kind of... He's got little chiclet teeth. <laughs> chiclet teeth? Little baby chiclet <laughs> teeth. I take it. They're like perfectly square. There's something wrong about that. Okay, so now that we've devolved into talking about... <laughs> Other movies. <laughs> and our feelings about Ben Affleck specifically. <laughs> of all the movies that you love, how does 200 Cigarettes, like, if you were in a ranking all of your movies kind of mood, I know you can't say You want me to just, sure. like, I know you can't we're say. wrapping this up and you're like, we assess where this movie fits in. Okay, say your top 100 movies. We're going to assume that 200 Cigarettes is on your top 100 movies. About what range do you think it would rate? You don't rewatch a lot of movies, though. I don't, though. You really only do because I force you. You wouldn't be watching 200 Cigarettes right now if I didn't make you. Hmm. I do. I do remember it because I've seen it enough times. Because I've made I you watch it every fucking year. Don't have to ever watch it again. That's my problem. Is that I have a really good memory, so I don't. That is really not a need, problem. Like really you watch movies, movies again, again so that you can cozy up to them like a little blanket. Like a Care Bear onesie. <laughs> you just zip up your Care Bear onesie and get into it. And watch 200 cigarettes. Yeah. This is the second time that you've watched 200 cigarettes on New Year's Eve in your Care Bear onesie. Unless you took it off before we started watching it last year. I don't remember. No. Who the fuck remembers? But I'm, I'm sad because there are still people that haven't seen this movie. I know because they think it's bad. Or they just haven't. They don't even know it exists. They don't even have an opinion I mentioned about this it. movie and they're like, what? 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 Can I cigarettes? What are you talking about? And you start, you can just list people that are in this movie. Discount Leslie Mann? All star cast. It's not Leslie Mann. Don't get excited. It's Discount Leslie Mann. It is. Okay. <laughs> <Kay. laughs> So uh, we did so, this for 39 minutes. Watch the movie, um, but wait until next New Year <laughs> at 10.46. I think if you watch it still in the month of January, You're good. it's still the yeah. new year. You could even watch it January 1st. I, did I say I was going to post this, like, tomorrow? You could. Oh, no, that's a lot to <laughs> promise. Okay, well, happy new this year. This concludes the bonus episode of What's This Bitch Talking About? B -b 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 bonus. <laughs> Bye. Bye.